On this episode, we're chatting with Pearl Ausch from First Choice Shipping, all about expanding to uh, international marketplaces and how First Choice Shipping really helps streamline the process. And this was really fun, Chris. Not only is Pearl a blast to talk to, super high energy. I mean, she's also been a seller. She knows the ropes. She kind of did this the manual way at first and really learned the ropes and had an understanding of all the pitfalls and pain points. And I love the way they're set up. I'm definitely going to be reaching out to them. It was it was a really fun conversation. Yeah, and we have a guest appearance here with her daughter. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. It was super no, fun. Pearl is great. If if you're looking, and this is a good this is a good discussion you and I can have real quick. Everybody's talking about Walmart. Go to Walmart. I was on Walmart, but the like, easiest thing to do is just expand to like Canada or yeah. go to Mexico or go to like UK. And that's where first choice shipping comes in. Their customer support team. I've been, I know I mentioned on the, on the podcast, but I've been going back and forth with them and just talk about like, they're always on it. They always give me good information. They'll look at your label and tell you if it needs to have certain words on it. They'll help you get your NRI, which you need from Canada. Just, I mean, outstanding. So if you're, if you're looking like, if you think you're missing the boat on Walmart, I mean, definitely want to like see if that's potential for your product, but I, I would say, Canada's probably gonna be your better better option here. So if you're looking to go to Canada, even the UK, go go check out first choice shipping. They'll they'll help you with the items. You don't want to do this on your own. Yeah, and they're and she's offering an amazing deal. I mean, she's offering to get your NRI for free with them. I mean, that's 350 bucks normally. It, yeah, just for listening. Yeah, it's great. And she, yeah, you're gonna everyone's gonna love listening to her uh passion and energy about what she does. So let's go ahead and jump into our conversation with Pearl. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode 203 of Two Amazon Sellers in a Microphone, brought to you by Solozo. And today, we're going to talk about expanding internationally. I know it's a hot topic um, as sellers and brands. We get excited about ways to expand, and one of the easiest is to take your existing product line and expand it to other marketplaces. You already have everything else set in place. Uh, so a lot of times the, the cost of entry can be a lot less than expanding your own product line. Uh, we're excited to talk all about that. We've got so many questions uh, of our own to ask. Uh, and to answer those questions is Pearl Ausch, the COO of First Choice Shipping. What's up, Pearl? Uh, everything is great. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here uh, pre-Passover, like I told you guys. We're, we're hustling and bustling here, and this is a great treat to take a break. So thanks for mm -hmm. having me. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking about before. You got a you got a lot going on at your house right now, so oh yeah, <laughs> we, we, oh yeah. We appreciate you taking the time uh, to join us and to talk about this because it's a it's a really interesting topic, and it's an you know that a lot of us as sellers, like Chris and myself, we got into the Amazon space to begin with because as a one person or small team show, you could have a large brand that sells everywhere and now the opportunity to sell even more than just the us or whatever your local marketplace is you can go worldwide and that's amazing that's an amazing opportunity but there's also some challenges uh I'll, before i uh let you give your introduction here i i this is a long time ago i don't know it was like i don't know 2017 or 18 probably i was looking at doing this i must have reached out to you guys because i get emails from you all the time uh, nice. and I'm like, I'm like, okay, I got to pull the trigger. I, I tested Canada 
I know Chris is testing some different things right now. We never pulled the trigger. I tried to do it myself and that was a disaster. Uh, so this is going to be super helpful to walk this through uh, what anybody in our stage would, would be wanting to do. Before we jump into all that, though, we'd like to learn a little bit more about you. How did you get into like what were you doing before? What led you to this space? It's super specific. It's a specific niche in a another specific niche. Uh, so I would love yes. to hear the story of how you got there. Sure. So it's exciting, not exciting, I guess. Let, let, let's see. So basically, my very first job, I, I was working at a doctor's office as just literally front front row uh, reception, you know, front desk reception. Um, I was traveling an hour every every day each way. Traveling became really difficult. And we said, okay, let's find something local. <clears throat> Fine. We started, I started working at a car leasing company and I was literally leasing cars out of a trailer. Like stinky, stinky job. I, I can't even tell you enough how <laughs> literally the place the place smelled like fish all the time. I don't know why we weren't even near the water, but that's what it smelled like. Um, bottom line is we were trying to figure out a side hustle, me and my husband. Uh, we actually started our own um, Amazon private label brand. In those days, it wasn't even cool to do private label. I don't even know how we got into it. It wasn't, I don't even know if it was called private label. Like it was probably like seven, seven years ago. Um, and basically we just had a passion for creating gift baskets. And we decided we're going to do that on Amazon and we were selling for Christmas, you know, just chocolate, nuts, um, candy. And we had different like, uh, you know, tchotchkes as we call it, like a cute little prize or whatever in, in the boxes. And we sold that um, for Christmas, Valentine's, Easter. Um, candy, we can't interrupt. Remember we said we can't interrupt, right? We'll run into the kitchen. That's my four-year-old. Um, didn't, that didn't so, take long, by the way. That was, <laughs> that was quick, right? Good, I'm yeah. I'm a pro. I'm telling you, I'm a pro. She's, or maybe she's a pro. It just, you know. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so we were selling it through, you know, FBA, and it it went really, really well. We were doing, we were doing seven figures, um, you know, during during these holidays. The problem was it was seasonal, and in those days there weren't service providers that you could just reach out to and say, look, could you help me put these things together? Um, you know, the, like the combinations of the different baskets and stuff like that. Everything had to be done on your own. So we had to lease. Uh, a significant warehouse and we had to keep up with the overhead of having people all year round because you're not hiring and firing, right? Or at least that's the kind of people we are. Um, but the problem was we, we couldn't, we couldn't come out with a profit even by doing seven figures, you know, just the week of the week of Christmas. Um, so in the end, you know, we ended up selling the business not for what we should have been selling, like what people are selling today, if I'm being totally honest. It was really just the, the branding and the stuff like that. And, and that's what we ended up doing. And we learned from what we actually went through as, as sellers, what the needs are that sellers need. So at that time, I was actually learning to expand this business to the UK. So I did get a little bit of a, ta a taste of the market of what people need, the fear that you know people have when it comes to expanding into another country the, the whole foreign idea of you know the that registration and the translation and and that and that stuff um so I, I definitely understood what it feels like to be a seller and while i was you know doing this i was 
slowly transitioning over to first choice shipping. I literally went into first choice as a customer service representative. So I, I literally started out as an entry level employee, just regular stuff, answering calls, basic stuff. At that time, what first choice shipping was doing was literally just shipping to UK. It wasn't any special out of the box experience that we were offering. Uh, we just knew there was a need of people that were selling in the US, going a little bit crazy with a saturation of what's happening on their listings. And we're like, what can we do next? And it was literally a gold mine to sell in the UK. And having somebody that provided shipping options um, was great. Now, as things continued, we were becoming smarter with what we were offering in terms of services because we realized it really wasn't about the shipping. It was much more about the consulting and much more about making people feel like I'm holding your hand through this. Don't worry. I'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And you take care of everything else. You know, you take care of your listings and you take care of your inventory. Um, and, and we're going to make sure you're okay. So that's when we started sort of plugging in the different puzzle pieces and my position also started transitioning. So very soon after I came in, I would say like a year after, um, I became director of sales and marketing. And then I would say even faster, I became chief operating officer. And now I was, I'm very glad to say I'm actually a partner in the business. Um, so what we did is we actually took all the pain points of what people like you went through and we went into sort of the psychological part of everybody's brain and said look you need someone to help you with that we'll act as your middleman you need someone to help you with translations we'll help you we'll be the middleman um the compliance side of it and all that um and with that we then created our software where people are able to create shipments very easily so i don't know if you ever tried creating a shipment through fedex or dhl's website directly but i'm pretty tech savvy and i have a hard time doing it it's very old-fashioned you don't know what they're asking for especially especially when it comes to creating an international shipment creating an international shipment and then starting to figure out what what is the commercial invoice supposed to say what anco terms does amazon want me to use and i know i'm saying a lot of things right now um and we could break it down as we get into it but the bottom line is the business took well from there where it became a business where we're consulting for you on how to expand globally. And that's when our relationship with Amazon really took off where Amazon reached out to us. And so we're doing something special and they said, let's see how we can work together. And we are working now with Amazon. I would say probably 90% of our business comes directly from Amazon where sellers were Somebody like you might have gotten introduced from Amazon. Could be that's where the introdu introduction came from, by the way. I think so. Or Amazon. Yeah. Okay. So maybe Amazon was like, Dustin, Chris, we want you guys to expand to Canada. Here's mm -hmm. who we recommend working with, and they'll take over from there. Um, yeah. So that is the long version or short version, however you want to take it. But there's <laughs> so much I could talk about, but I'm just going to keep going. So you, you ask me whatever. Uh, what happened to the, uh, what happened to your gift basket business? Basically. Okay, so we sold it. We sold yeah. it, um, and somebody is doing their thing. It's actually called Benevolo Gifts. Honestly, I didn't even check to see if it exists, but maybe. Did you sell exists. it before this whole like aggregate? So it happened. Yes. Yeah, so we sold it before the 
exciting days came. We we didn't sell for anything like what we were supposed to. Let me tell you, it's a shame. Yeah. It's a shame. <laughs> Have you thought yeah. about launching a new business? Nah, at this point, <laughs> after that. hearing everybody's like horror stories, it's like I, I I just can't stomach it. But the truth is, I love what I do right now. It's it's you know I see people successful every single day and. I'm so excited to be a part of that success with what I do. Like at this point, I'm more than happy to let, you know, everybody else that is selling be successful with what they're good at. And I, and I'll help them with what I can. Yeah. There is a lot that you get out of that. I mean, that's sort of our role at Solozo. We get to help people out and it's, for us, it's kind of fun to have that blend to be able to really help somebody, uh, still do ours, but not have all the chips maybe in that basket. Uh, Cause I've exactly. been there. That's a, that's a, I'll keep you up at night sometimes uh, when all, when everything's in that one. Um, but you, you touched on, on so many things uh, in, in your intro there. And the main thing that I took from that was uh, the fear. I mean, the, and that's real. And anybody who's feeling that it's like totally fine. Everybody feels that because I remember, I mean, even when you do your first product, if you're ordering it from overseas, and even if you're selling it in the U.S. marketplace, you, you're learning so many things on this first shipment. Usually most people just let their supplier like figure all that stuff out and ship it. And then it's like way too expensive or baked into the cost of the goods or whatever they're doing. <clears throat> but you're like, oh my gosh, I just spent like 15 grand on inventory and it's where is it it's like in the water and then at least it's coming to you in that scenario and then when you get it you can touch it and see it and you're like okay there's it takes a relief off if it's going to the uk or if it's going to australia or going somewhere else there and you're concerned about like is it going to get held up at customs i'm you know i'm eight thousand miles away what I mean, what's going to happen uh there is there's a lot of fear it's hard to lay that money down and then just be like okay this is gonna work seamlessly um and yeah i mean that's that brings it back to I, i'm assuming it was amazon that reached out on your behalf to us or to me and then i very weakly maybe i might have replied once or something but i didn't do it i was like oh i can do i can do this i can do this um i can tell everyone don't do it yourself <laughs> work with somebody uh i think i still i must have registered for vat or something in the uk three or four years ago, I, I'm not even selling there. And they send me bills like, oh, you, yes. owe, you owe 1,500 pounds. I'm like, for what? I didn't do anything. Is it just because I'm there? Uh, so that, yeah, there's, uh, who knows? I hope that's not a bill that's adding up. But, um, and, and, you know, that's where the fear comes in. That's why people should work with you. So let's go through the, the steps. Sure. Somebody, somebody wants to expand internationally. In terms of their inventory even before they're talking to you are is it preferable to go direct from the manufacturer if it's china straight to the marketplace i mean are they you shipping from your warehouse i mean there's what do they need to get in order before they start to work with you right so great question so our niche is very very simple we we want to make it um seamless easy and fast one of our core values is simplicity where we could take your business and tell you this can happen overnight and and i'm not kidding when i when i say that so what we do is very simple um our niche is helping you expand from the us out where you have existing inventory and we <laughs> please 
Uh, mommy's in a meeting right now, and Mommy's going to come to you in a few minutes. Remember we spoke about Mommy's going to be in a meeting? Remember? You forgot, Chief Will. When I finished. Yeah, when I finished. Yes. Okay? In 15 minutes. Okay? Go sit down. I'm waiting. Okay. We can bring over there. We can bring the family on. We can bring yeah. every, we get a she's, whole family. She, if you think, oh my God, she she's literally taking over my role at one point in my life. She's the best <laughs> negotiator. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> she's I love it. Oh, she's, she's the best. So the point is what we try to do is make it very simple. So what we do is we take your inventory that you have already in the U.S. We don't tell you go and make this huge investment, especially when you're starting out and creating a brand new order by your supplier, et cetera, right? What we tell you is take inventory you have in the U.S. and start distributing it to a new marketplace. We typically tell you Canada would be the best way to start just because it feels more comfortable. It's all, it's all psychological, even though I would tell you the U.K. is just as easy, but somehow the U.S. Canada feels more attainable for most people it feels like it's right over here um they speak the same language very similar uh similar cultures and what we would say is take 10 15 20 units see how it goes and the reason why i'm saying that is because our niche is small parcel shipping we do specialize in shipping smaller shipments by the carriers by air or we do to Canada as well, trucking, which is going to be for larger sellers, which is fine. Obviously, as you continue growing, you're going to want to ship in bigger amounts. So we have both options um, for Canada, but the specialty is shipping it out from the U.S. We, will we expand from China at one point? Absolutely. We do China to the U.S., we do China to the U.K., China to Canada, but all small parcel. Um, but we will expand to do sea shipping at one point. But right now, the niche is small parcel delivery so we could do this quick for you. So if you want to expand and you tell me, Pearl, I want to expand to Canada, I will tell you simple, this is the process. We're going to get you registered for something called an NRI number, which is a non-resident ID, um, sort of like a tax ID number in the U.S. Um, basically, it's a requirement by Amazon, by Walmart, Costco, Canadian Tire, places like these where they don't want to take any responsibility of representation on your behalf. And normally when you're shipping to an overseas client, the person that receives it takes responsibility for these things. But because these are big corporations, they don't want to take responsibility. That's the reason why they're going to require for you to get something called an NRI number. We do it in-house. We register for you. It takes about two, three weeks until you get it. And then once you get it, you could actually start shipping um, very, very simply. Um, added one more piece that I forgot about was the brokerage. We do get you a customs um, account set up at the same time. We're getting you the NRI um, just so it could clear through customs. And you could use any shipping method using these brokerage accounts. It's not like somebody feels like, oh, I'm going to be setting up a, you know, for every method of shipping a different brokerage account. No, we get you one brokerage account, works for everything. Beautiful. Um, one step we do do take for sellers, which is a huge um, I would say differentiating factor between what we do and then what other thousands of different shipping companies do is we actually do the product compliance for you as well, where we'll tell you, send us a link to your product or to your storefront on Amazon. We'll take a look for you and let you know, is it okay to ship this product into Canada or the UK or Australia? What are the implications with customs? Do you need special licensing? Do you not, do you, 
um, need special certifications? Do your labeling need um, any changes? Things like that. So that's something we do in-house as well, which is sort of, I would say, the entire picture of what you need in order to expand. Now, once you've expanded, you have other things that you might want to have in mind, like how do I bring my money back? There are FX providers like Payoneer, who we partnered up with to bring your money back. Um, and then you will have to think about something called returns, right? Nobody likes to talk about returns, but it happens. That's why everybody shops on Amazon for the mm -hmm. returns, right? So the same way Amazon doesn't provide you with a shipping option going globally, they won't provide it with how to get it back. So that's something we also facilitate. So this is, you know, the entire ballpark of what we do. And I know I'm making it sound very simple because it is very simple. And that's the reason why we do what we do. And there's going to be a lot of people out there that are going to say, oh, it's a lot more complicated. There's so much detail. And I'm going to say, no, it's not, it's not the case. And whenever I, you know, have on, you know, VAP partners who we work with, um, I will always tell them, like when we have these webinars or host different gigs and stuff, dumb it down. People don't need to know the details. The reason why we're hiring professionals to do all these things, obviously what I'm telling you sounds like a simple version because I'm doing all the dirty work for you. And I'm, all, I'm doing all the red tape and all that stuff for you. And for you, it's supposed to be easy. And, and painting a picture of it being very difficult shouldn't be the case. That's the reason why service providers in this space are there. And, um, and that's the reason why Amazon says, go work with a company like ourselves is because they know it's going to sound easy. And, and for you, it is going to be easy. That's the whole yeah. point. There's a lot there. I, I really like, I mean, that honestly, that's a more attractive offer to me is to start small, a few units, Yes. you know, get it in there. I mean, I mean, again, it could fail in that marketplace and you don't want to have exactly. huge exposure, um, have thousands of units there, but you can certainly prove it out. You've already got the inventory, get it there. What those initial like, steps like the nri and then like getting vat tax registered or any of the things you have to do is there a lot of expense involved in that in terms of what that actually costs to get an nri or any of that so for us to do the nri registration it's 349 dollars um i'm just gonna do a total shout out offer which i don't usually do but whoever's listening will do it for free if they're interested in getting started that's uh almost a three $150 offer, um, but that's a little tiny investment to get started. You know, in the worst case, it becomes a write-off. But I just do want to say that sellers that are selling in Canada right now are doing between 15 to 30% of whatever sales are doing in the U.S. And this is real data. We even have clients that are doing about 50%, which that's crazy. Um, that's, that's a crazy number. But I, I do love checking in with our clients all the time and asking, you know, where, where, where are things up to? And before COVID, people were doing about 10, 15%. And now we're seeing 30, 40% of sales that they're doing in the U.S. and Canada, which is incredible. And have in mind that less competition, which means you could charge more. Um, give me a second. I'm just going to mute this for one quick. <laughs> that that NRI is important. I've I've had to do that uh, manually, and it does take multiple months to even get that even done. I wish I would have used a service like this where it could just take a few weeks to get that started. Yeah, especially with this deal. 
We put Pearl, we put the deal. Oh, he took it off. We had the deal scrolling. There we go. Oh, I see it. Love it. Okay, yeah. So anybody who's watching this, oh, that's a that's a sweet deal right there. Yeah, wow. I was just telling Dustin, I did this manually, like just because I just like to learn the process and try to get NRI and to see how to do it. And it took months compared to like weeks that you're talking about, just because you don't know what you yes. don't know, right? And you're just trying to figure it out. And if I had, if I, you know, I could have had some guidance if I should have used you guys I could have been selling a lot faster than I am now so mm -hmm. it's definitely yes. worth it I would definitely take her up on this offer this this NRI mm -hmm. is definitely something you want to have in your back pocket let's Chris, do it more than yeah. happy to make it happen <laughs> Chris is your inventory live in Canada now it is live so I, I've done I'm doing exactly what Pearl just said I I did uh, I got the NRI I created a shipment uh through through the account um and then I just did small quantity, 20 units here, 20 units there, just picked a Amazing. few SKUs and just threw them up there because I wanted to see what would happen when it got checked in. I wanted to see if anything was going to get rejected. I didn't want to send in thousands of units. I just kind of get my feet wet. Now. Yeah, just kind of get my feet wet now. So now I'm to the point where all my listings have been added to the Canadian marketplace. Now I can just go to my supplier and say, let's send, you know, 50 boxes to us and let's send 10 boxes to Canada and just kind of split it up separately. Now, so I'm glad I did it, but I could have been doing a lot sooner if I, you know, just would have had some help like I should have done. Exactly. And, and that's, that's my pitch for sellers that are looking to get started. Um, but don't get me wrong. We, we have sellers that are shipping thousands of pounds every single week with us and they're killing it. Now, it does have to make sense for your product, though, right? Because small parcel shipping is not for everybody. You're not going to tell somebody that's selling, uh, you know, blankets and pillows to be selling, uh, to be shipping it via small parcel delivery. That, that wouldn't make any sense. But there are millions and millions of items, right? I'm just looking at my earpods in front of me that are going to make always more sense to ship by small parcel um, just because of the size of the item and because you have a better turnover. You have a better grip on your inventory. Um, but to start... Even the very large sellers, you know, I, I was just, we were just out of the Prosper show and, you know, they're always going to be those sellers like, oh, I only ship containers. And I'm like, that's, that's totally cool. But if you're starting in a new marketplace, it's going to take you at least six months to get optimized. And you don't want to give yourself six months where you have a container in Amazon or you stored it, let's say at a warehouse overseas. Um, and you're just incurring fees for that. So, so do the math. Shipping a small parcel, two boxes, three boxes to test the market out, test the strategy out. What makes more sense for you in terms of headache, cost, and time? Um, so there's, there's so many different variables to take into the equation. And of course, it's so much less risky when you're, when you're starting out smaller. You don't know what, what, you're, what you're getting yourself into. I don't know who, which one of you just said it earlier about, you know, you're almost 8,000 miles away. You don't know what's going to be. Um, so you, you do want to be smart about, about getting started. When I create a shipment, I just want to kind of go through the process. When I create a shipment, um, I, they get, and I'm using uh, UPS to do this. So I'm just, and I should be using you guys. I don't know why I haven't done that yet. But anyways, when, when oh, I do that. So we work with UPS, by the way. I just want to say, so what, what are, what are, sorry for interrupting, but we work with UPS, DHL, and FedEx. What Perfect. we do is we bring you their services but we cover the red tape. And the reason why a carrier like UPS, which has no partners like that in the US, we're the only one that has approval to do this, is because they know they cannot do all the red tape. They don't wanna get involved with the red tape. They're a corporate company, right? 
And they want somebody like us that is a boutique business that is tailored for this to say, look, we're going to take care of the red tape. We're going to be the middleman for you. And you just bill us. And the added benefit is like we become like a Costco or a Walmart for you where we bring you their services, but at a better level, right? Because we get involved with all the stuff nobody wants to get involved with. But the rates are between 60 to 80% off the retail rates of the carriers. So the savings are huge, huge, huge savings. Um, so I would love to take a look at what you were paying till now. Surprise you. I would love I to. And I should, I should shout out your customer service team. Your customer service team is amazing, by the way. They, oh, thank they helped, you. Thank they've you. helped with my label. They've helped with me get my account set up. Um, so it's, I, you know, I don't know why I haven't done it. I was just doing it. But I, I digress. When I send an order in, I get uh, like there's a shipping fee, but then I get a uh, an invoice for like like more money after the fact that it got checked in. Is that like a customs fee or like what what fee is yes. this for? Yes, so that's customs, and you do need to get in touch with an accountant. Shout out to KB Financials is who we recommend for Canada, because whatever GST you're paying when you're importing or export importing in your case into Canada should be refundable. Um, because whenever you're filing your sales taxes, you're only paying once. They don't want you to pay twice. And actually Amazon collects that for you. Anytime somebody purchases on Amazon Canada, Amazon collects for you GST, which is like for us, uh, sales taxes, GST general sales tax. Um, and you should get that reimbursed. So whatever you're paying, you should be getting something called a B3 form from the, from the carrier, which is, um, you know, UPS in your case, let's say. And you give that to, let's say, KB Financial or whoever else does your tax filings, and you're going to get that reimbursed. Okay. Good to know. I did, I did not know that. I just kept seeing like this invoice due on my UPS yeah. account. I'm like, what the hell is this about? I just paid $50 or whatever. And is that yeah. the same thing? Because we were talking to somebody uh, a while ago about going to the UK. They're, you're like prepaying your VAT tax. Yes. And, yes. Then, and then Amazon pays your VAT tax, I guess. And then you should be refunded for prepaying it. And I guess a lot of people are missing that and they're double paying. Exactly. So there's for the UK, it's called a C79 or C80 form. Same idea. But for the UK, actually, whoever's shipping to UK today and listening, there's something called PVA, which is cool, which stands for postponed VAT accounting. Um, it's something that the carriers have implemented where um, you could get reimbursed. You actually you don't get reimbursed. Wrong words. Okay, we have a visitor. Say hello. Say hello. Hey. Say hello. Let's bring her on here. Say hi What's to everybody. Up? Her name oh, is Hendy. She's really. Eyes. Oh yes, she's a yummy girl. And now she's not going to interrupt anymore because she's the best girl. And after time, is going to. We're almost done. Treat. We're almost yes. done. Okay. Let me see you running. Yes. 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 Okay, I'm gonna help you in a few minutes. Okay, <laughs> thank you. We won't keep your mom much longer. It's great. I love it. She's love gonna it. be your. Uh, <laughs> she'll be your sales rep. Yeah, she's gonna lead that team you. eventually. She <laughs> will motivate them, and she won't take no for an answer ever. Let me. Tell I can you. tell she's not gonna go into. The, she's not going to that other room right she now. She wants that oh, damn yeah. tablet fixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. She's unbelievable. So back to PVA, postponed bad accounting. So when you're shipping to the UK, France, I believe Italy has it as well. You do not need to pay for VAT anymore when you're shipping with the carriers. I'm not sure about the other 
providers, most probably it doesn't work automatically. It's something you would have to set up with them. But with UPS, DHM, and FedEx, they, they automatically enroll you in PVA, postpone VAT accounting. Where VAT, you do not need to lay out anymore. Only duties is something you would need to pay for. Duties are something that's not refundable. The reason is whenever you're going to be doing your sales filings, you're going to just be paying for that. Um, and it, it used to be that you would pay just the difference where you gave them the C79 form showing this is what I paid for my import VAT. And then you gave them your sales filings that Amazon collected and then they took off the difference and you paid whatever that was. But now there's PVA, which is a huge, huge help because you have much, much better, a much better uh, handle on your cash flow because you no longer need to lay out the bat. So if anybody is shipping by carrier, ask about PVA so you're not laying out your taxes anymore. That's that's something that's a huge money saver right now. I have a I have a this is a true I have a true story. I have a client I've just been talking to sells electronic products. Didn't do an inspection. Got the products, thousand units, wrong plug-in for the oh. US marketplace. So he's got a thousand oh. units that have the European plug-in. He says, oh, I'll just go sell them in the European marketplace. I'm like, no, no, it, dude, it's not that easy. You can't just say, I'm going to go sell them in the European marketplace. Uh, my advice was to, just to liquidate them and get rid of them or do something. But if he, if somebody has that issue, first, I got to remove the inventory out of Amazon. Then how would they go about getting into the European marketplace so that they actually have a chance to recruit some of their money back? So if, if it's something that they already, let's say, shipped into Amazon EU, I would recommend, let's say, finding a warehouse, which I can make a recommendation that could inspect it for them and then tell them, you know, based on their capabilities, where this actually could be shipped into. Um, but I would just take a step back and I would say, if anybody's looking to expand globally with an electronics um, line, I would say, have your supplier put in multiple plugs. You know, you can have like these interchangeable plugs and just have those extra five pieces in it. So you don't always have to have this worry about, is my inventory going to the right place? And it's the same advice I give with, you know, somebody that's selling clothing, just have multiple tags in the back of your of your item. I don't know if you ever took a look at a sweater you're wearing, you might see there's like five, six labels with different languages. It's a very normal thing, or somebody that has just a label on their item to have those peel away stick on labels where multiple languages are on it. You know, it's things that I've never even realized until I got into the line and I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. But this is how these big um, retailers or big e-commerce brands are, are navigating that just from the very start, figure out a way where it's interchangeable for many different marketplaces. So you save on the headache, really. Well, that's a uh, good tip, actually. Just, uh, in, that's great. Your, just think about selling globally when you're doing your initial even if you're just launching in the US, make sure that it's it's got all the right the right yeah, stuff. Yeah, have a game plan. Exactly. Yeah. Make sure the supplier has a bigger picture, a good vision here where you could expand eventually with them. That's so good. Yeah. I'm 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 more and more fascinated because my personal story is why I would want to do this is because I've got I one of my initial products I launched as was one of my best sellers forever, is way too saturated in the US marketplace. There's too much competition. Yes. You know, it's just, it's just, it's not a good return on my money. I mean, it sells, but it's not, it's not what I want it to, but I think there's going to be less competition in other marketplaces for this kind of product. I could probably charge a premium on it, a higher price. Yes. Um, 
I hate the fact of like abandoning a listing that's got thousands of reviews. You know, it's like, ah, just so good. And that that's another benefit of going international is those those reviews go with you. Yes. The other exactly. market a huge head start. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. The small parcel. Yeah, we'll be talking. We'll be talking after this, Pearl. Let's do yeah. it. Let's uh, do it. I like the idea of getting into Canada right away. Uh, what what are some other challenges that that people face? I mean, I like the the fact that you guys do like compliance auditing or whatever you're doing with the product. I mean, yeah, I I know a lot of people can get caught uh, off guard with, oh, I, why can't I sell that product there? That's because you know, whatever they they count that in the UK as a pesticide, but not here or whatever it is, you know, exactly. that can save a lot of people. Um, what what does that process look like? Uh, just as simple as sending you the listing? Yeah, that's it. It's very, very simple. We might ask you for the MSDS forms, which, you know, different type of products, we would ask for that. Um, but really, it's about getting a link to the listing where we could tell you straight up where this this item falls into, which category. Is it maybe hazmat? Or is it something that's an ingestible or something that touches the body? Which, as a rule, usually if something touches the body or goes into the body, that's usually something that will have an extra check that we'll need to do for you. Um, but then there will be, let's say for Canada, if you have something that's an ingestible, but there aren't any milk-derived items in it or any uh, animal-derived products in it, then it's usually not an issue. Um, but then again, if it does have milk-derived, there's certain percentages where if it's exceeding this percentage, then it's an issue. But if it's under that, it's not an issue. Uh, people are doing so well, let's say, with pet supplies in Canada. Pets, the whole pet line is huge there. So there are some pet supplies that could be an issue and some that are not, depending on what the ingredients are. So that's why we would ask for a link to the listing so we could see the measurements of you know the different amounts of ingredients it has um, in it. And if we need more information, we'll ask for that. But usually that's a good start where we could take a look and tell you right off the bat, is this okay or not? Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that, you're talking about measurements. I was just thinking in my head, yeah, that's something you got to translate on a listing probably from like ounces yes, to true. milliliters and true. All, that, true. all that stuff. That's, that's important. So let's say somebody's set up with you. They've, you've, you've gotten all the compliance and their NRI and everything's going. We've made our initial shipment. Moving forward, how does it look? Yeah, I know you guys have a platform. There's a software that we would go in, but what does that look like uh, on a day-to-day -day basis for a seller like us? You know, we we're checking our inventory, want to send something in. It what is what is all that? What do we have to do on our great end? question? Great, great question. So it's literally like maintaining the US store. Literally that. The only difference is that Amazon in this case won't give you shipping options. They'll just give you recommendations. If you're lucky enough to have a rep like yourself, they'll give you recommendations. But other than that, the only difference is you create a work order in Seller Central. Amazon then tells you which warehouse location to send it to. Let's say it's in Brandon um, or Delta, which is some of the popular locations, let's say Canada. You would then get the address. You would go onto our shipping portal, create a shipment to that location get the labels from our system, get the customs documents from our system, and that's it. You could track it to see, you know, when it's when it's delivered. But other than that, everything is just the same as Seller Central, where you're maintaining your listings. Um, PPC actually is way, way, way cheaper. I actually just did a webinar on global expansion. 
where um, Liran Hirschkorn and Destiny Wishan were on it, and they gave us the data on international um, PPC. And you, you can't even compare the costs um, compared to the U.S. market, obviously, because there's less competition, um, but it's just less saturated all around. So that's what happens. The, the bidding is, is, you know, there's no bidding war. It's very, very simple math. So for in, in that in that regard, it's, you know, just cheaper, same process. And that's it. It's it's just literally the same exact process. That's interesting. So, yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound any more complicated than creating a shipment. It's not. It's not. I'm telling you, it's not. Except, oh, the returns, right? Let's talk about the returns. But it's not complicated either. So we have a system set up for you where you let us know you have a return. Amazon let you know you have unfulfillables. We then give you the address where to ship it to, and we ship it back to the States for you. Or if the product is brand new, right? Something's a customer just literally opened the box. They looked at the packaging. Oh, I don't like it. They close it. We could just help you put a new SKU label on it, ship it back into Amazon um, if that's what you choose to do. But that's it. That's the full circle. That's literally the full ecosystem of it. I love it. Okay. I'm, I'm calling you later. And everybody, <laughs> everybody else that's listening, if you're even thinking about expanding, this is an opportunity. Like you don't, you don't have to be fully committed to expanding. This is like test the waters type approach. Um, and with At least the, get the NRI. At least yeah. get that done and just <laughs> test it out. Like that, yeah. that's it's the, free. Get that done. It's free today. Right. Get it. Get it. For sure. <laughs> Pearl, thanks so much for walking us through all that. That's uh, that, If anything should help alleviate fear, this conversation should take the fear away from, from everybody that's looking to do this. I encourage them to. Uh, we, you're going to be a regular on this show we're going to get you back on we're going to talk about oh, all the different things that, that happen we got to stay up to speed on any changes you know there's always changes like with what they're doing and yes. in, in the yes. in europe where brexit killed things for a little while and now they're opening up some new opportunities uh just to send into one one marketplace uh right there's a lot we could talk about and, and all of that but everybody needs to go check it so what do they do they go to first choice Firstchoiceship.com. Yes, mention your podcast, um, and we will. I will make sure the team gets it for free. We'll give them the promo code for that. Um, I just have one request for the next time you have me on. I think we might have to have a co-presenter. My uh -huh. daughter will set yes. a special stool right next to me. Love right? it. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a guarantee. We'll do that. <laughs> We she have to. for hours, let me tell you. She wasn't going to let you do this solo today. There's no, no. chance. No, there really wasn't. <laughs> oh, man. Yes. Well, we really appreciate your time. Uh, super valuable for everyone listening. Uh, take her up on her offer. Firstchoiceship.com. Uh, thanks again so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm super excited to work with you guys and we can make a case study and talk about that the next time we talk. Absolutely. I love it. All right, everybody go check her out. Make sure that you take advantage of that sweet deal she offered. Uh, again, we'll have her back on again. And if you like content like this, if you're trying to navigate the Amazon jungle right now, and you love to hear tips and strategies and tactics of what other sellers are doing, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. We're on every podcast platform where you get them. 
So subscribe and give us a little review on there as well. Additionally, you can see all these uh, conversations as live streams on Solozo's social media platforms. So Solozo's Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, they're all there. You can watch those episodes. And if you expand internationally and now you've got to manage PPC in multiple marketplaces, that's where Solozo can help you out. We can help automate a lot of that process for you. Uh, there's challenges in advertising in different marketplaces, languages you don't speak. You know, there's a lot of things to navigate, and that's where we can really help create a good strategy for you to help boost those products in the new marketplace. So go to solozo.com and you can book a demo and talk to Chris or myself, and we'll talk about anything. Uh, we'll even introduce you to Pearl if you need it so you can get uh, international shipping going. But all right, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks so much, Pearl, for joining us, and thanks everyone for tuning in. We